listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast, episode 145, I believe. Yeah, I have no idea. I thought we were in the 200s. <laughs> yes. Time gets away from me. I'm Tiny. You just heard John Long talking. We are the bad boys of Southern Evangelical Comedy, uh, and we're back again this week. That's right. Let's talk about news and stuff. Always excited to talk mm-hmm. about news and stuff. So, <laughs> How was your week this week? It was all right. Very busy. My wife has decided that we're going to move. Okay. She's tired of being like the only wife in the in the church that hasn't had a chance to move to another house yet. So <laughs> now it's our turn. Okay. So I've been painting the house and Great. we had a guy come and like scrape our ceilings because we got that popcorn yeah, stuff. Yeah, popcorn stuff. That for some reason people thought was so cool back in the 70s. Oh, I know. I don't know And now know it's what... all peeling down 50 <laughs> well, years later. Who would have thought? My question about that is, is who are the people that are staring at the ceiling all the time? You know? <laughs> like I've never walked into my the room. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you got to mix it up a little tiny. Uh, Sometimes I stare at the ceiling too. <laughs> but yeah, I've never walked in anywhere and been like, wow, their ceilings have that popcorn stuff on it. You right. Know? So I don't know. Deidre's house. Well, the problem is when they start cracking and gravity takes its toll and yeah. starts pulling it off. That's sure. when it that's when yeah, it's yeah, bad. It'll pop off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Deidre's house that she grew up in, they did that. They took all of it off too. But when we were dating, it was a popcorn ceiling with flecks of like glitter in it. <laughs> nice. That was amazing. <laughs> fabulous. It was fabulous. <laughs> it was. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, prayers to Tiny on having <laughs> to get the house ready yes. to show and sell. Which means you have to keep it clean, like spotless, (laughs) because they'll call you at any time and go, hey, we got somebody ready to look at this. Also, all those clothes in my closet that I've gotten too fat for, but pride just doesn't want to throw them away, because one day I'm going to be able to put them back on Oh, I got a whole section like that. Yeah, it doesn't matter that I haven't worn these clothes in 20 years. All right. (laughs) Still got to hang on to them. Yeah. I got to get rid of all those. There you go. Yeah. If you have a closet that's full, and someone comes and looks at it, they're like, "Mm, not much closet space. Oh, no, yeah. But if you take half of that stuff out, put it in a box, whatever, Mm -hmm. ah, that's a lot of closet space. Yeah. So we did that at our house. We also took like big pieces of furniture out too Mm -hmm. to make the rooms look bigger and all that. I've been through it all twice, so I know. I know. I'm, I feel sorry for you, Tony. Fingers crossed. We I have no idea where we're moving to, but fingers crossed. Wherever we go, maybe we can get like a outbuilding and actually build a studio. That's, okay. that's my hope. That's my dream. All right, but we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> if all else fails, we still got the closet up here that's that we true. can meet in. That sounds like a well. It sounds way better. Remember when we used to record in the uh, empty mm-hmm. Sunday school room with oh, tall floors? And it sounded like we were in the yeah. bottom of a well. I know those were the great episodes, though. <laughs> well, according to Nate, they were. <laughs> My favorite episode ever is the Chinese funeral dancers episode. Love yeah. it, and that was recorded in that room. You that know, was episode eight. I think, I think eight yeah. or nine. Mm-hmm. One, yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are fond of episode sixty nine. You know, <laughs> yeah. When, there's a really great world famous joke made in that episode. So. Don't tell your pastor. Yeah, definitely don't. <laughs> Defe- don't tell our pastor. <laughs> yeah, Especially get- not our pastor. <laughs> your pastor may be cooler than ours. <laughs> well, as far as odd news goes, 
I have so many stories, Tiny. I, okay. I don't even want to choose between the, the many stories that I have. I've been gathering all week. Honestly, mm-hmm. been looking at stories all week. It's kind of crazy at night. I've been having trouble going to sleep for some reason. So, <laughs> Well, we have uh, porch pirates and we have fight clubs in New York, but I wanted to start off with this one. And John, I know this one's going to, you're going to be really excited about okay. this. There is a suspect in custody for the Rick Moranis assault. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, bad news, he got caught. Good yeah. news is, now you can you know who it is, yeah. and you can track him down and shake his hand. And I've already inquired about his bail amount <laughs> to see um, what it's going to take to get him out. Yeah. This I'm going to go all in on hating Rick Moranis <laughs> from now on. Yeah, This is the beginning of a disturbing friendship. Well, <laughs> What this was, and the Canadians don't know, but this was the first shot of the next war. You know? <laughs> yes. I mean, this is it. Rick Moran. This is like uh, the Archduke Fer- France Ferdinand getting killed. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, anyway, uh, and this story comes from uh, the New York Post. Uh, shout out to Chris, who originally put this up in the group this week. But Yeah, no, I got a little ribbon in it. Yeah. <laughs> Police on Saturday arrested a homeless, violent ex-con and charged him with randomly slugging after Rick Moranis last month on the Upper West Side, the Post has learned. A transit bureau sergeant spotted Marquise Ventura, 35, at 96th Street and Broadway and made the arrest. Images of his masked face had been widely publicized in the months since the unprovoked caught-on-video attack steps from the actor's Central Park West apartment. Oh, he's got a, he's Canadian, but he lives in America? Yeah. How Canadian? You know? <laughs> How Canadian? How Canadian? They love to look down their nose at us when they move here. Okay. It says here that Ventura has a history of more than a dozen arrests, including five for felonies, his most recent arrest was for allegedly pummeling a strap hanger. Do you know what a strap hanger is? I don't. Anyway, uh, this was in the West 4th Street subway station. Ooh, so, time, Look, who among us hasn't been arrested 12 times? Okay, <laughs> let him cast first time. All right. How many felonies you got? <laughs> I have none on my record. <laughs> well, this guy been, has five. It's all been expunged. <laughs> anyway, and this was just two weeks after his attack on Moranis. So I still, Oh, wow. So he was just, he's a troublemaker. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, that certainly is how the this article You would think him. you would lay down low for a little while if you punch a like, really famous actor and a bunch, a <laughs> bunch of babies are crying about it on social media and posting your picture everywhere. You, would you don't like, go. I don't want to go beat up anybody else here <laughs> for the foreseeable future. And you certainly don't track down a strap hanger, whatever that <laughs> well, is. This is strap hanger. <laughs> I'm Googling it if right now. there was a way. <laughs> Let me see. Um, it says here, when the victim's pal tried to intervene, Ventura allegedly chomped down on his friend's hand. He bit the guy. Oh, wow. He then fled the station after a woman bystander thwacked him on the head with an umbrella. So he was caught in a very Looney Tunes manner. So according to Google, a strap hanger is a standing passenger in a bus or train. Okay. Or a person who commutes to work by public transportation. So um, thank you to the southern states for not having mass transit because Tiny and I don't. There are probably people all over the world that were like, who are these idiots? But yeah, we don't have mass transit down here. I've never ridden in a subway except that one time I went to Chicago. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, I, I guess technically big I have been, I have. A, I have been a strap hanger, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah, in big cities I have, but yeah, definitely not. Well, I've rode the MARTA in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which is kind of like that. 
Always fun to ride the Marta, too. But apparently this is a guy, he just likes to punch and bite people. Yeah. And Rick Moranis was in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> I guess so. Not yeah. that he didn't have it coming. Yeah, he might have. <laughs> Who knows if Rick Moranis wasn't popping off at the mouth over there, talking about how he's got free health care back home. You know? <laughs> I mean, who knows? I'm just saying. Yeah. We've all given Rick Moranis a pass in this scenario. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Like, I feel like people haven't really vetted this story out enough. Mm-hmm. What did What did Moranis do to provoke it? I, I assume it was nothing. No, it's the only something. thing he did He'd to probably talk about maple syrup and ice hockey <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, still talking about his movie roles from the 90s, yeah. 80s well, and 90s. Don't talk about that because they'll guilt you into it because they say he retired because he had to take care of his kids when right. his wife died. Maybe he was talking about that when the guy punched him. Maybe so, about how he's better than everybody else and he <laughs> yes. sacrificed his career for his children, as if people all over the world don't do that on a daily basis, but and whatever. Ventura here is like, I've got kids I don't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay, well, let's move on to the other side of the country, Portland. Okay. okay. And I want to show you this lady's picture first, all right? Just check her out. <laughs> wow. looks She's look, hot. Looks like a gym, right? <laughs> yes. Portland politician who called 911 over a lift spat blames white supremacists. Hmm. Those dastardly white <laughs> supremacists. Legit. Look. Biden's going to be president. White supremacists are over. <laughs> yeah? yeah. They were over before Trump got in. <laughs> and they're back now because uh, uh, apparently Trump gave them license to do whatever. And now they're going away again. So mm-hmm. good news for all of us. I'm anti-white supremacists, by the way. Right. We are an Agreed. An, we're an anti-white supremacist podcast. We're on the record in the past of saying that. I just want to reiterate that. But I would just like to say that I am white and I am painfully aware of how not supremacist I am. <laughs> yeah, no. I am very lowly, very humble. Yeah. I'm more of a creamy car- caramel color, mm-hmm. you know? So, okay. Yeah. I, I don't identify as white. I, I identify <laughs> as someone who's not a minority, but is also not all fully white. Okay, a Portland, Oregon politician who called cops over an argument with her Lyft driver despite her support for the defund the police movement now says she acted out of fear of white supremacists. Do they have a white supremacy problem in Portland, Oregon? Do you know? I'm not aware. I don't either. I mean, things have been popping off in Portland. Like, we need to check on them up there. What's, <laughs> what y'all got going on over there? I don't there? know. Goodness gracious. City Commissioner Joanne Hardesty and her Lyft driver made dueling 911 calls during a November 1st ride. Well, you know, they say that if you're ever in any kind of spat, it's like a race to see who can call oh, yeah. the police first. No, no. Because the person who gets in contact with the police first is going to be treated That's, as the good guy. There is audio out there. And you may want to splice it in, I don't know. But one of the first things she says is he said he was going to call 911. I'm calling before him. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, well, I got a Lyft driver that decided he would just drop me off at a filling station and he wants me to get out, and I'm not getting out of the car and the dog at a filling station. Not happening. All because I asked him to put the window up, but I'm not leaving. He says I have to get out of his car, or he's calling the police, so I decided to call for him. Okay. I mean, technically it's his property and you have a civil agreement. There's no crimes involved. Uh, well, he said he was calling the cops. I told him I, he's not going to leave me on It's not a crime to call the cops. Well, I mean, I could have the officer. What was that? I said, 
I am not going to allow him to leave me on the side of the road. I pay for I pay for a ride, and okay. uh, he canceled it. He says he canceled it. Canceled. So I'm just going to sit here until he sends me another ride. I can't send you a ride. You have only to you can okay. you only you can order another ride. This if this is not a police issue that I will hang up. But I'm not getting out of this car in the dark. You know, so uh, Hardesty griped about everything from confusion over the pickup location to the car's window being open. Hardesty, who caught flack from the move for the move in light of her claiming most 911 calls aren't for real crimes, <laughs> said, "I thought, I thought." The majority of 911 calls were supposed to, if not crime, some type of emergency, oh, yeah, right? emergency, right. Yeah. Um, said during a city council meeting on Thursday that she was motivated by fear of far-right demonstrators who have recently rallied in the City of Roses. This is another example of being black in America and being put in a position where I have to be the one to look out for my personal safety, she said. I didn't expect the Lyft driver to do it. I certainly didn't expect the police to do it. It was my responsibility to make sure I got home safe. When you're living in a city where white supremacists are proudly riding around in their big trucks, do they have big trucks in the Pacific Northwest? I thought that was like a, exclusively was a, a southern thing. That was distinctly southeast. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> oh, well. I I just want to apologize for that migrating from the south <laughs> to these, other parts of the United States. These white supremacists riding around in their big trucks. I was just talking about big trucks specifically, you know? Blaring their country music. <laughs> uh, they're proudly riding around in big trucks with their flags, and you're a black person, and somebody wants to put you on the side of the road at night, she said, not going to happen, okay? Now, I really... You know, I don't want to question this lady's motivations, mm-hmm. but I really feel like she had to come up with an excuse after saying most calls to 911 aren't for real crimes. Yeah. Being on record saying that. Well, so remind me what the problem was. She ordered a lift and she was confused about where she was going to get yeah. picked up at. What I heard on the 911 call was her complaining that she wanted him to roll the window up and he wouldn't roll the window up. Hmm. And so he said, guess what? You're getting out of my car. Because this is my car, right. and we've entered into a contract here, and I can terminate the contract whenever I want to mm-hmm. under the terms of service or whatever. Gotcha. And she's like, I'm not getting out here because wherever she was at, I don't know. It could have been in the middle of a, a clan meeting. I don't know. But he's like, <laughs> you're getting out of my car, lady, and I'm going to rate you whatever, one star. I, surprisingly enough, I haven't <laughs> used a whole lot of Lyft and Uber in my life. Right. I have done it before, but not enough to really know all the ins and outs. I was more just trying to like, man, I don't want to mess up your car back here. But uh, yeah, and I just feel like, hey, once you're on record going, most calls aren't for real crimes, and then everybody starts giving you a hard time because you call when there's not a real crime, you got to come up with an excuse, right? Right. Yeah. Now, I don't know. There could be white supremacists all over Portland. I have no idea. My cousin Casey and Ryan, y'all give me a call. Let me know what's (laughs) going on up there because they live out there. But uh, but I feel like you got to just be, well, there's been a lot of riots and stuff in Portland, so maybe some of that's been uh, left riots and right riots. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm riot fatigued. I can't. I can't keep up with riots anymore. Right. You know, yeah. like, it's just been too many for me to worry about. Unless one pops off on uh, Northport and Bell Mead, I'm not gonna be too worried about a riot. Can we all just riot on Xbox Live? <laughs> 
<laughs> Can't we all just play Halo and get our uh, work out our issues there? Well, I would say I, I don't want to diminish anybody's uh, frustrations with whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I just feel like there's more productive ways to get things done. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. But then again, I'm speaking as a uh, caramel brown <laughs> white guy here, so I don't know, you know. Yeah, and again, I mean, I've said this on the podcast before. I'm all for protesting. Uh, yeah. It's in the Constitution. Sure. I'm all for everyone's right to protest about whatever. If you want to protest about pineapple on pizza, I'll get right alongside you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, oh, I will be leading that one. Sure. <laughs> but I believe that when we get to rioting and we get to lighting stuff on fire and destroying personal property, it's not cool. Yeah, and fighting each other. But yes. Like what people, I think, in present day don't fully remember is that we have a long and storied history of rioting for a number of things in Alabama, back to the seven, Mm -hmm. I mean, in Alabama, in America, back to the 1700s. We just pop off and riot. That's just an American thing, I guess. We're a little more uh, violent than a lot of the rest of the world. And we just need to accept that. People are like, well, you know, whatever country you want to pick off the map, they don't have as many murders as you do in America. And I'm like, yeah, we're just violent people over here. <laughs> That's just how we are. And uh, sorry. So sometimes we'll burn down a police station if we're not happy or we'll burn up the CVS if we're not happy, too. <laughs> so That's or just how Wendy's. it works here. Yeah. That's just how it works here. I like it. It keeps you on your toes. Let's bring back rioting of over taxes. Oh, yeah. I, I would be happy <laughs> I mean, with that's that what one. started it, right? Well, Look, I told you about <laughs> this week. I don't remember if I put that in the patrons in the Discord. Yeah, paying your fair, fair share will hurt sometimes. Mm-hmm. People don't know. But, uh, yeah, it'll hurt sometimes. So everybody's fair share is different, though. I'll say that much. Fair is a subjective term. Sure. Also, right. It means different yeah. to different people. Well, so. Here's the crazy thing is, uh, all right, it would be wrong if, I were to come to your house, Tiny, and take any percentage of your income from all. That would be mm-hmm. wrong by anybody's stretch of the ma- of imagination. But, but if, if we let elect- the government do it. <laughs> but if people elected yeah. you to do right. that very thing, yeah. suddenly everybody's cool with then it. Then it's fair, right? <laughs> yeah. It's always fair when it's somebody else doing it on behalf of you. You yeah. know, yeah. So if I hired somebody to come in and do it, which is basically what we've done. Then that's fair. Yeah. I'm not directly involved. <laughs> anyway, moving on here. Look, I'm about to start a revolution. <laughs> don't get me talking about this. I'm already mad about it because of this week. It's so, not yeah. a good time. <laughs> yeah, not a good time talking about taxes with the old Johnster. Uh, fight Club in New York City with okay. over 200 people broken up by authorities. Like I said, we're a violent people. <laughs> Apparently, somebody's been talking about Fight Club. <laughs> Do you know I've never seen the movie Fight You've Club? You've never seen it? Never seen it. John, I, this is a movie I thought had you written all over it. I've heard, a, I mean, people I love and trust tell me I should watch this movie and it's so good. Mm-hmm. But I'm also the type of person that if a lot of people tell me to do something, I'll never do it. <laughs> right. You know, like I'll just never do it. One day it'll come on TBS or something mm-hmm. and I'll watch it on TNT. I'll watch it then. I've got like the DVD stashed away somewhere. <laughs> I don't that even know nobody how knows to... about. <laughs> oh, if yeah. I thought you would watch it, I would dig it no, up and don't let you borrow it, it. But I know you won't. One so. time my friend Andrew <laughs> loaned me a uh, DVD called The Devil and Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. It was about Daniel Jones, who's like an artist in the 90s. 
And I kept it for over two years before I watched it. And then one day I watched it, just brought it back. Who had asked me once a week, hey, man, you watched that DVD yet? I'm like, nope, still laying on my counter. And then I finally watched it and brought it back to him. So don't loan me that DVD. It still made out better than uh, the Fayette Public Library. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they're still waiting. <laughs> well, I will never, ever, it's a promise to you and the listeners, I will never return that book to the uh, library. I want so bad for you to run for public office so <laughs> I can bring this up. And it's like a huge scandal. <laughs> And then the, the like the attack ads. John Long doesn't pay his fines for overdue library books. <laughs> yes, anyway. John, John Long got mixed up in transcendental English. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Fight Club here. A two hundred person unlicensed Fight Club in New York City was disbanded by sheriffs on Saturday night, according to officials and local reports. Attendees of Rumble in the Bronx, okay. which is a great Jackie Chan movie, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it is. I haven't seen that one, but I know it. <laughs> I'll let you borrow the DVD. <laughs> no. They were discovered drinking, smoking, and fighting, but not socially distancing oh. at the event. Oh, they got them. I got them. That's what broke up the cockfight last week we talked about. At 11.15, New York City sheriffs entered a Coster Street warehouse and found the crowd watching and participating in the fighting. Patrons were also observed drinking alcohol, smoking hookah, and not wearing face coverings while failing to social distance, the sheriff's office said in a statement, according to the NBC, according to NBC New York. In a tweet, the New York City sheriff said that loaded firearms were, dis- were discovered and 10 organizers were charged with multiple crimes. Now, having a loaded, having a firearm in New York is a big deal. You have, yeah, you have to have a permit for it. <laughs> you remember, and it's impossible to get a permit. You remember Plaxico Burris like, shot himself? He's a wide receiver for the Giants. Mm-hmm. like shot himself on a club one night and he had gotten all this trouble over Dang. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they don't play around up there. They also said that a significant amount of marijuana was also discovered. Imagine that. (laughs) Michael Roman, CEO of Rumble in the Bronx, is facing eight charges, which include unlawful assembly and conducting a prohibited combat sport, NBC New York reported. Okay. His organization has an active social media presence, and as of Saturday morning, was promoting a mask-free event in Orlando this December. Uh, It was not immediately clear if Roman has retained a lawyer. The New York City Sheriff did not immediately identify the other people who were arrested. Okay. But they were quoted as saying everybody was kung fu fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this wasn't just some dudes getting together to to fight for fun. This was an organized event. I mean, 200 people were there, and this was like promoted on social media. So Big deal. The government's not getting their like cut of that, <laughs> right? Which is probably the biggest reason they <laughs> broke it up. Forget the coronavirus and everything else. I tell you what, they got a photo right here. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I, why do I never get invites to? <laughs> Ty, you clubs? crush people. You know, <laughs> I just want to be a spectator. <laughs> fight. Uh, you know, they used to have what do they call them? Tough man competitions. Mm-hmm. You ever go to any of those? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So Butterbean, world famous (laughs) fighter Butterbean's from right up the road here in Jasper. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw him box somebody at a bar on the strip one night, and I thought he killed the guy. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. People don't know Butterbean's basically, he may listen to the podcast, you know? That would be amazing. Shout out to Butterbean. Come on. If anybody anybody knows (laughs) Butterbean. We have a mic. 
yeah. open anytime yeah. you want to come oh, on. Yeah. And talk. Standing invitation to Butterbean to come on. Yeah, talk about that time you beat up Johnny Knoxville yeah. in a sporting goods That's store. Right. <laughs> I forgot all about <laughs> on that <a> show. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot all about that. So yeah, those I think were uh, legally sanctioned. Basically, fight clubs. Right. They let any if you you could walk in and sign up and get mm-hmm. in there and they'd let you box somebody like Butterbean. As long as you sign a waiver. Yeah, right. Yeah, you <laughs> sign away all, uh, hold harmless claims and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to sign all that stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Well, let's talk about something that's topical, Tiny. Okay. I'm talking about voter fraud. Okay. <laughs> voter fraud. Look out! We're fixing to get a, a fact check. Voter fraud was caught again in Bird of the Year competition. Look, everybody knows the AP has ruled on this. There is absolutely no fraud. <laughs> okay. This well, is the this is the most what am I trying to say? Secure. This was the most secure Bird of the Year event that has ever been held. Okay. <laughs> right. Well this comes from down at well from New Zealand. We got a lot of fans in New Zealand. We're huge in New Zealand, right? Number right. one podcast, at least from the numbers I've seen, in New Zealand. A closely fought election on New Zealand soil is the center of a voting scandal that is bound to ruffle some feathers. <laughs> About fifteen hundred fraudulent votes were cast for a little spotted kiwi in Forest and Birds Bird of the Year competition. Now, they said Biden was down 1,500 votes. <laughs> and the next thing you know, all the polls shut down and all the workers quit counting. They come back next morning, he's up by like a million. Weird. Yeah. Uh, the votes briefly pushed the Kiwi. Oh, goodness. You're going to love me try to say this. Pukupuku <laughs> to the top of the preferred bird leaderboard. But they have subsequently, but he's subsequently been removed. The votes were cast. So he was up, and then oh yeah, they went to sleep. Now see if <laughs> they woke up the next day and he was down. See if this sounds familiar. The votes were cast in the early hours of Monday morning, and the fraud was discovered <laughs> that afternoon. <laughs> it's luckily, it's lucky we spotted this little kiwi trying to sneak in an extra fifteen hundred votes under the cover of darkness. Bird of the Year <laughs> spokesman Laura Keon said, "Look, y'all, this is a pukku pukku mirage. Okay, <laughs> we all knew that the mail-in ballots That's were right, going to largely like- go for the kiwi bird." <laughs> Right. This is a pukupuku mirage. <laughs> All of our birds deserve a fighting chance, especially this little manu, our smallest kiwi, which is threatened by predators that is extinct on the mainland of New Zealand outside of predator-free sanctuaries. If you really love the kiwi pukupuku, get out and campaign for them in the bird of the year. We don't want to see any more cheating. Well, are they going to take this to like the Supreme <laughs> Aviary Court? Well... Kiwi Pukupuku <laughs> campaign manager Emma Ross. They have campaign managers. Okay. Emma Rawson said voter fraud is not the Kiwi way. It says, as, oh, Aterroyas. I need to learn more about New Zealand since we're so big down there. Uh, as Aterroyas national emblem, Little Spotted Kiwi represents New England, New. Zealanders' values of democracy, fairness, equality, and honesty. Now, this is not the first first voting scandal that the competition has had. In 2018, one person voted for the shag more than 3,000 <laughs> times, while in 2017, fake email accounts were created to bolster support for the white-faced heroin. Hmm. Heron, not heroin. <laughs> white-faced heroin. 
completely different. Okay. <laughs> in 2015, two teenage girls try to rig the results in favor of the Cococo, Cococo. Okay. Yeah, the Cococo. So they got to get it together down there. <laughs> this like Philadelphia, New Zealand. I voted for Kookaburra West. <laughs> you wrote him in. Mary, Mary, King of the Bushes, he. <laughs> Do you know what's that song that the is it the cars that sing land who sings land down under? Minute oh, work? And, uh no, this is um it is minute work, I think. Yeah, minute yeah. work. And they have or to pay royalties. No, men with hats do the safety dance. Yeah. Minute I think it's minute work. Okay. If only there was a way we could know. <laughs> but uh anyways, they have to pay like royalties to the people who made the Kookaburra song. Yeah, because, because of that short little, yeah, bridge. little snippet that's in Yeah. I would Which play is, it, then I'm afraid they'd come after us. Yeah, their family's ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said cars to begin with. Minute, yes, minute work. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, I bet you they're like, man, why do we ever put that in there? <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's how it goes. Well, it gave it a little Aussie flair. It did. And now they're paying for it. <laughs> they're definitely paying for it. <laughs> All right, John, what do you think about piracy? It's um, great, right? Great <laughs> movies. Johnny Depp. Yeah. I've only seen one of the Pirates of the Caribbean, but I have interviewed a lady who dressed like Johnny Depp and married a ghost. Oh, yeah. On this podcast. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. She dressed just like Johnny Depp. Well, this is a porch pirate, which is... Uh, okay. These, this is a, a term for people who just uh, steal packages yeah. off people's front doors, right? Oh, I know. Okay. Alleged porch pirate arrested after he went to court. Uh, an accused porch pirate has been arrested after wearing, get this, the exact same shirt okay. the very next day to a South Carolina courtroom uh-huh. that he had worn to steal packages from people's porches, according to authorities. All right. Not a smart <laughs> move. I'm guessing he didn't have legal counsel. I mean, that's like if you get picked up because you match a uh, a police sketch. Yeah. That's like trying to wear the exact outfit. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. like trying to look like the dude right. in the sketch. When you go in for a police lineup. Since I've grown the mustache out, I've gotten a few Unabomber (laughs) comments. Hitler more than anything. I get Hitler more than anything because me and Hitler have similar hairlines. (laughs) Right. You know, so, yeah. Uh, The series of events began after a picture of a man in a green and red North Face shirt was posted to the Goose Creek resident group on Facebook by somebody claiming that he had stolen packages that had been left on porches in the neighborhood. Get a ton of that in our Facebook group, too. (laughs) Beware the porch pirate, the social media post began. (laughs) This is around noon today in the Oaks. Notice the empty Amazon package in his hand. It is something he stole off a neighbor's porch and threw the empty package in my trash can. He made sure to put dumb crook in parentheses (laughs) out beside that. (laughs) And then stole the package off my porch and stuffed it in his backpack. With whatever else he had stolen in the neighborhood, he was with a second person also on a bicycle. The police have been notified. Mm. Anyway, this is his picture. And then, uh, anyway, the gooseneck police, they said, remember seeing the post on the left? They posted it to their social media. Well, sometimes people actually do make our job easy. (laughs) This guy decided to come into our courtroom the same day after the first post was made. And lucky for us, he was wearing the exact same shirt. We are happy (laughs) to say that he is in custody. So he was going in for an unrelated charge. (laughs) He was was like, hey, I got court at 10 o'clock, y'all. Let's go hit the porches up. You know? Okay. (laughs) I'm going to steal what I can steal. Hopefully I can pay my child support with this. (laughs) 
you know, I got, I got to, uh, I got to pay some vines and cork. You know, let's get all this to the pawn shop real quick. Well, I'm gonna say this, Tiny. Um, outside of like real cyclists, like people who cycle for fun, mm-hmm. um, I've had a a lot of negative interactions of just normal adults riding bicycles as a form of transportation in my life. They're <laughs> almost always up to no good. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you watch cops, like I've watched mm-hmm. cops religiously for a long time, they they pick up a lot of people on bicycles too out there. I thought adults on bicycles were mainly people who just wanted to like you know chastise you for driving a car, yeah, no, <laughs> not those caring are, about the environment. <laughs> no, those well, yeah, there's some of that, but uh, <laughs> the people that ride their bikes and like I got like they got the whole Lance Armstrong gear on and stuff <laughs> yes. and they're like hey I'm gonna ride in the middle of the lane right here and uh-huh. everybody else is gonna go about 10 miles per hour behind me and I don't care because I <laughs> have the right to be on the road and I'm gonna be on the road those people really get on my nerves now I'm very safe around I would never endanger one of them's lives but they get on my nerves a little bit I'm just gonna be honest <laughs> about it they uh First of all, in Alabama, at least, they don't pay any taxes to ride that bicycle on the road like I do. You know, <laughs> I'm in my car. I'm paying fuel taxes and everything else. So they're just out here doing whatever. Don't even use hand signals most of the time. I don't know where they're going. Did, well, did they not have to pay some kind of tax when they bought that bike? Um, they paid sales tax. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, but that's not enough tax that you not, get to drive uh, on the road. You need to put a tag on it is what I'm saying. I got you. you know? I got you. Yeah. You got to put a tag on it. And not one that comes out of a box of honeycombs. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like a for real tag. <laughs> no, not one you buy at Souvenir City. That's <laughs> got your name beach. on it. It's got your name on it. <laughs> yeah. Put a tag on that bad boy. Help us out with some cost around here. Now, here I was two segments ago talking about how I don't like taxes and I'm just advocating <laughs> to tax someone else. So... That proves my whole point of what I was saying. (laughs) Yes. Yes. There we go. Well, let's move on to a story here and uh, outrageous headline. I just want to prepare everybody. An outrageous headline. A 51-year-old grandma gives birth to her own granddaughter. Wow. No. Okay. This is out of NBC Chicago. (laughs) All right. It's not not an Alabama story. Just (laughs) want to throw that out there. Julie Loving gave her 29-year-old daughter the gift of life for the second time. The 51-year-old delivered her granddaughter as the gestational carrier on November 2nd, 2020. Should have waited three more days. We would have had the same birthday. So is this like a, like a surrogacy? Yeah, like a okay, surrogacy. I got you. Yeah. New mom, Brianna Lockwood, made the announcement in an Instagram post. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Look, I love people. I love everybody. All right. New moms, and we're the same way when we had babies, too. But, I mean, you you look too much with all your pictures, okay? We can look at one and get it, you know? Yeah. You got to put 35 up. They don't do a whole lot when they're brand new. So, just so you know, <laughs> I just want everybody to be aware, okay? But I'm guilty of the same thing, too. So, uh, it's just part of being a parent. New mom, Brianna Luckwood, made the announcement in an Instagram post sharing her daughter's name, Briar Juliet Lockwood, a sweet nod to her own mom. Uh, my mom was an absolute rock star through a difficult delivery, she wrote. The sacrifices she took to bring this little slice of heaven into our world takes my breath away. Holding my daughter in my arms, uh, my heart is bursting. The feeling of how I would do absolutely anything needed for this child is radiating through me when I look at her and reflects back on what my mom did for me. 
the thoughtful comments have poured in for Lockwood, Loving, and Baby Briar. I got a question the name Briar for a baby. It sounds like it's out of that racist Disney movie, Song <laughs> of the Song South. Song of the South, Briar Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, got a question the name Briar. Uh-huh. You know, she's going to be an adult one day. I just want to say that. And she's going to have an office and somebody's going to be like, go see Briar. I mean, saw I'm saying. Yeah, most of the Briars I know are boys. I don't know well, any no, Briars. They're also cartoons. Okay. But yeah. they're boys. But there's a rash of crazy names going around. It's also a little confusing when... Grandma dyed her hair blue, and everyone thought that was the gender reveal. <laughs> Started spreading on social media that it was a boy. No, no, that didn't help them. Now look, Grandma, <laughs> Grandma's got it going on. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, she ain't, she ain't, she ain't serving casseroles at the church potluck. Yeah, okay. Um, she probably has OnlyFans. <laughs> she might. <laughs> the love between a mother and daughter is unbreakable. Can't wait to wait to see a pic of three generations of strong, all capital strong women <laughs> with you, your mama and baby Briar, a follower wrote. So parents talked with them uh, today. Parents talked with the mother daughter duo last month when Loving was 35 weeks pregnant. It's been a textbook pregnancy, she said. And uh, Loving Wood has struggled with infertility for years. And this is why they went this route with it. Most uh, Americans cannot afford a gestational carrier, said Lockwood's fertility specialist, is that it costs over $100,000. I, wow. I'll carry a baby for $100,000. <laughs> Just like that movie, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, and since you can't question my gender choices now, I should be able to do it. <laughs> so anyways, uh, after rigorous testing... Uh, and medical exams that said uh, her grand or her mom was given the green light to do it, and it says fortunately this is an unfortunate sentence. Fortunately, she got pregnant the very first time, but this was uh, an in, vi- in vitro. I got gotcha. you, yeah. And so they went on. Baby is nice. How vigorous was that testing that the grandma <laughs> underwent? I don't, it says it was vigorous. <laughs> It says uh, in the uh, second post, because, of course, she's overloading everybody <laughs> on her Instagram feed with posts of her baby. Uh, Lockwood shared she is uh, just living in new mama bliss and updated her followers that her mom is recovering and enjoying her rest. So congratulations to the whole story mm-hmm. or the whole family there. So happy for them. Very strange situation, though. But, to explain to baby Brian. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I mean, it's I don't know. I mean, I... It's definitely different. Well, some, in the eight, but you know, it's. I mean, I guess it's not. Well, at some point, every child asks where they came from, yeah. right? And the easy and answer every is every single child gets the same answer from the Mama's story. belly. No, I say you came from Mama's belly, right? Right. But now you got to say from Grandma's belly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be a little difficult. Really, it's probably nothing to really make fun of. That's a pretty wonderful story yeah. of a mom who probably sacrificed her health and. Mm-hmm. uh you know, did a lot for her daughter. And that's actually heartwarming now that I think about it. And I don't want to talk about them other than they named their kid Briar. So I tell you what, I mean, if, uh, if either one of my sons came to Tara and was like, Hey, you know, we're having trouble. Yeah. And we can't conceive. Would you be willing to, to carry your grandchildren? I would speak up and be like, nah, we yeah. did our job. Oh no, yeah. No. I was like, <laughs> y'all didn't live with her when she was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And I did. And it was not fun at all. You know, right. Some moms really love being pregnant. Deidre hated it, hated Mm -hmm. every moment of it. Felt bad, sick all the time. Um, Had to go on bed rest because of blood pressure issues and everything. She did not love it. 
mm-hmm. somehow we did it three times though. So. I don't know. That seemed like after Thomas would have been like, yeah, you know, let's just wait. Let's just right. not do it. We got one that's good enough. But well, you know, fingers crossed in the future we're gonna have like sci-fi birthing pods. Yeah. We'll have yeah. the artificial wound. They're working on that for so, sure. Uh-huh. That'll be uh interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh we're not there yet. No. Except I mean, the Matrix is using those to feed all of their to keep all of us happy or whatever. I don't remember the Matrix exactly. <laughs> have you ever seen the Matrix? Yeah, I've seen the Matrix. Okay. Yeah. All right. I've seen the first one. I okay. didn't see Matrix Two Electric Boogaloo though. Uh, the other two, they're not as bad as everyone says they are. I thought they were okay, but yeah. they're not the first one. I just, like, I don't know why we got to make a sequel to everything. Well, because there's money to be made. Well, yeah. That's why. No, I get that part <laughs> of it. But, I mean, sometimes a movie's just good enough as it is. It doesn't need a second part, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm not a movie guy either, so I don't know. I tell you what, if... uh if I was looking at a big giant check, sure, and all I had to do was sign on sure. for a second movie, yeah, I would do it. No, I definitely, I, I definitely would too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that, like, it's crazy to me. I don't want to get, I, I don't want to get back off on this, but okay. So actors and actresses and all the Hollywood people, yes, they're all for everybody paying their fair share, you know. But I'm like, you guys can afford it, you know. Like y'all are, <laughs> like people talk about athletes make too much money. But, like, Tom Cruise gets, like, $200 million to do a movie, you know? And a football player won't even touch that in his lifetime, most of them. Well, you know? ultimately, the people paying those folks are us. Yeah, if we weren't absolutely. watching those games and buying tickets yeah. and going and seeing movies, they right. would not be making those big But I would paychecks. rather watch a football player get multiple brain injuries than watch Tom Cruise in a movie. <laughs> so I, I will pay for that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's much more fun to me. I mean, what's Tom? What's Tom Cruise' excuse for his brain damage? <laughs> I don't know. Scientology. <laughs> I say he hasn't been lining up across from anybody. Can we get on the wrong side of Scientology? Like, what if we get Scientology <laughs> fired up against us? You know, I mean, look, yeah. if you're a Scientologist and you listen to the podcast, I don't. You're fine with me. Look, mm-hmm. I don't want you to stop listening because I'm talking about Tom Cruise. I just want to go on record now. But yeah, but I'm also going to say that Tom Cruise is not the brilliant operating Phaeton that you think he is. <laughs> is At that least what I do so. I should read Dianetics one time just to see what it's all about. <laughs> yeah. It's fascinating. Have you read it before? No. Oh, okay. But I've I've read I've read the non-believers critiques okay. of Scientology. Yeah. I've read what the opposition has I've, to say. I've seen a few things like and YouTube I, videos of people that were on the inside and got out. And yeah. they say it's pretty weird. I've listened to Leah Remini talk. That's basically yeah. my that's, that's, the, her, the, that's the extent of my Scientology knowledge. Yeah, the lady from King of Queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've saw a few of her videos yeah. too. She does not like them at all. No. Well, you know, she was really good friends with uh, what's the guy's name that David Miskovich. Okay. He was, he's a, like in charge of Scientology now. Oh, okay. She was like really good friends with his wife. Uh-huh. And nobody has seen her in almost his wife? 15 years. Yeah. Oh. So, huh. You think he offed her? Well, nobody knows. I, I or he's point, just got her put up. Uh, like, I don't let Data run around too much either. <laughs> well, uh, there was a missing persons report filed, uh-huh. and the uh, New York police claimed that they got in touch with her. Okay. And she told them that, hey, she's just, you know, she's working for the church and she's a loyal servant to the church. Yeah. And she's not going to, she's just pulled away from public life, but okay. she still hasn't told, that's all we know. And again, yeah. that was years ago too. So who right. knows? Wish we could have got that out of Tammy Faye Baker. You know, she just kept on going for a long time. You know, yeah, <laughs> for us Protestants out here, us evangelical. Wish she would have pulled back a little bit more, Mark, for the church. But whatever. 
Let's talk about our sponsor, the world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. We want to thank them for their support, and we want to encourage you to check them out on CajunCurl.com, where you can order all the spice that you would ever want, all on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the Bayou Blended Spice, but you'll also find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. And I just want to plug their Facebook group, too. People put stuff up in there that they cook all the time. It's really amazing. Check them out on Facebook, too. That's Cajun Curl, their Facebook group where the Cajun Curl community gathers. And you can locate your nearest retailer on CajunCurl.com or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Now, here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South Finest Meats, Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace in Northport, and Mark's Mart in downtown Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out on CajunCurl.com and use the promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. I got in this week a review. Okay. From Apple Podcasts Australia. Okay. All All right. right. I got this from that same place that told me we got downloaded. We were the 81st, fourth most popular podcast in Nigeria. So this no, is Kenya. from one of our fans down under. <clears throat> yes, yeah, so we're, we're big down under. We're huge we down are. under. Um, Some it, might say we're thunder from down under. <laughs> it starts with he. It just says he. That's the title. Mm-hmm. And it is from Not Gonna Tell You. <laughs> it's a five-star uh, review, and the text reads, Ooh. All right. And that's it. I'm going to assume that some kind of Aboriginal I thought it was like sign. Australian Ric Flair. <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe. That's how I took it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Well, thank you so much, he. Yeah. I appreciate it. No, this is not going to tell you. Oh, thank you so much. Not going to tell you. Yeah. Not going to tell you. All right. Well, now let's dive into that noggin of yours. Okay. And learn something. Let's hit it. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. I'm a blank slate ready to impart knowledge on everyone. Okay. We have some questions here just to start out. (laughs) When I was asking questions last week, I quit right before we got to your birthday questions. Okay. So this Uh is a week late. Okay. But to start off, uh, Derek... Uh, he asked, what does John Long want for his birthday? To be left alone. To be left alone. Like, I just want peace and quiet. Okay. I don't want to be asked to do anything. Yeah, that's really all I want. Just to be left alone. Yeah. I'm not a big birthday. I'm not a big holiday guy in general. But I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> not a big birthday guy. I hate people asking me what I want to do for my birthday, what I want to eat, where do I want to go. Mm-hmm. Just leave me alone. That's all I really want. Yeah. Okay. This is a question from me. Of the holidays that you hate, Mm-hmm. Which one do you hate the least? My favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. Love okay. Thanksgiving. This is a big family holiday for us. We usually have a good meal. 
Yeah, 30 usually people or so. Alone. Yeah, and uh, it's the one time of the year where my whole extended family okay. gets together and um, we all can enjoy each other. Although I think some people aren't coming this year. I don't know if they're afraid of COVID or what, <laughs> but some of the far off ones aren't coming. So. Yeah, this uh, this COVID has really messed up this whole year. Yeah, so. for some people, mm-hmm. you know. For sure. Well, it's, I mean, it's going to knock a dent in your Thanksgiving because people aren't coming. It's a small sacrifice to make yeah. for me. Uh, you know, if people aren't comfortable, I don't know what all the reasons. It could be they couldn't get off work, whatever, because mm. people travel from all over to come to Alabama. Gotcha. Well, anyway, he says happy birthday. Ah, oh, thanks. Uh, Squirrel Curl asks, what is the second best birthday present your family could give you? <laughs> second, second best. best. Um. Well, the second best present I got this year was an electric razor. <laughs> yeah. That's so. You. Yeah, but I don't know what I would pick for my second best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, v Dub Buggin asks, if John were a birthday cake, what flavor would he be? Chocolate with chocolate icing. Okay. Yeah. Simple gotcha. guy. I'm a simple man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacqueline asks, how are you? Um, I'm great. I really am. I mean, uh, tip top. Always I'm okay. great, though. No, really. How are you? I'm great. I don't have anything <laughs> in my life that I care to complain about. Okay. That is serious, serious stuff to complain about. I complain about bicycles riding on the road without a tag, but I, nothing serious in my life. I have a great life. Very blessed. D. Hedrick 26 asks, can you bring the problem segment back? Yes. Now... <laughs> The problem segment, what people have to understand is that it is, I have to be inspired with problems to actually come up with lists of problems. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen. You know, like it's, that's from the heart and it's, I just can't develop problems out of thin air. Gotcha. But I'll, I've I've been thinking (laughs) on it. I was like, since Joe Biden won the election, John's life is Incredibly yeah. problem free. <laughs> it's problem. I mean, he's free. not mad about anything. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> mad about anything. But I will. Uh, I will try to identify some and do my best to bring it back. Okay. Uh, Sanchin asks, "Where is my TV remote?" Mm, a couch in between the couch cushions. Okay. And if you don't find it in between the couch cushions, you may want to go get an X-ray. <laughs> right. <laughs> we lost our remote at our house in the living room for about three months. Oh, wow. And it was like, because we have reclining mm-hmm. furniture, not to brag, power, you know. <laughs> uh, and it had like gotten all down in the bowels of it. And one day it just dropped out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. My three-year-old, who was two at the time, he lost our TV remote. Mm-hmm. And so I had to order another one. And then when that other one came in, like for a week, we didn't have TV. Yeah. And then uh, when that other one came in, like my mother-in-law found the other one. There you go. So now, now we, you got a backup. Now we've got two, and that other one is hidden somewhere that not even I know where it is. <laughs> I put it somewhere so safe that nobody knows where it is. It will get lost when you move, and you will never <laughs> find it again. Okay. Uh, Nicole asks, what is my cat thinking? Your cat is thinking about killing something, possibly you, at all times. Because that's <laughs> how cats say are. The same thing. Yeah. It could very well be plotting your demise. Yeah. But I like cats. I'm on the record as liking cats. Tiny's a cat hater. People forget <laughs> Tiny wants to kill all cats. Uh, I don't want to kill all cats. I just I want to live my life and never have to see a cat. Okay. If they would just go away from me whenever yeah. I come around, that would be great. Cats serve a useful purpose, and so do dogs. I love both. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a cat guy and a dog guy. Nicole asks, how rare is too rare to eat a steak? And then she posts a picture and says, is this too rare? I would eat that. I like my steak rare. I do it too. depends on the cut. 
you know. I like mine pink, but if it's red, that's not going to stop me from no, eating yeah, it. Yeah. I'm not afraid of a little food poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> Dio Rocks asks, have your hamstrings ever gotten so tight that when you finally stretch them out, you got lightheaded? No. Little known fact about John is I love to stretch. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my He's hamstrings. He's practically like a, a yogi yeah, master. Pretty much. I would go to yoga classes if it weren't for the people who go to yoga classes. Yeah. Also, there's know? nothing they can teach you that you don't yeah. already know because you're the master. Well, I, I don't do poses and stuff. Mm-hmm. I do like basic stretching like you would do in a PE class, you know, like mm-hmm. bend over, try to touch your toes stuff. But uh, my hamstrings are extremely loose. It comes in great <laughs> at certain times, you know, and I keep them stretched out. I read somewhere a long time ago that if your hamstring, if you have tight hamstrings, it can help create back problems. Mm-hmm. And so ever since I read that, I just try to stretch my hammies out all the time. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Did it this morning, actually. And our last question for today, Jacqueline asked, where is that Teamster guy buried? I'm assuming she's Jimmy talking Hoffa? about Jimmy Hoffa. He is not to be confused with Jimmy Hendricks. <laughs> He's under Giant Stadium. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 13 feet. There was a hump in the field where they buried him there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's 13 feet under Giant Stadium. There nice. you go. Mystery solved. <laughs> well, if anyone out there would like to ask John any questions, you can join our Discord link right. in the show notes, yeah. and you can go to the channel that is titled "Ask John Questions About Stuff," and we will ask him those questions, and he will answer them. With 100% accuracy. Yes. Which um, Discord pop, I mean, it's, it's a conversation all day long in there pretty much. Mm-hmm. I can't keep up with most of it. Yeah, so. I just jump in yeah. from time to time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's But everybody join. It's pretty great. It is. It's pretty great. You join our Facebook group too mm-hmm. uh, and our follow our Facebook page. And what else do we have? Instagram. We're going to talk all about all this in the end too. <laughs> but while we're killing a little time here. You can join our Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Tiny and I both may wading into the uh, white supremacist waters of parlor. <laughs> and uh, that's been interesting. I hate it, and I'm about to delete it, just so you know. I can't do it. If you want to follow John on Boomer Twitter, <laughs> yeah, you I'll, better my, jump on now. Tiny and I's plan were to become <laughs> just kings of the conservative boomers, you know? But... uh I don't. I just don't have the patience for it. I've seen enough stop the steal posts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and just... I've been putting up some pretty funny stuff. You know, I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> Definitely pro Trump, by the way. <laughs> just because I know the audience I'm trying to reach. Right. You know, not necessarily that I'm pro Trump and I think he lost election or, or or care that he lost the election or whatever. Because on Twitter, you put up tons and tons of pro Biden. That's stuff. right. Exactly. <laughs> I was trying to reach. You got to know who your audience is, right? <laughs> right. But it's not getting much play on there. I don't mm-hmm. know what I got to do. Like, do I have to get verified or something? Yeah, I tried to get verified and it, I failed. Well, when I when I checked on the verification thing, it was like, you got to take a picture of your ID or your passport <laughs> or something. Yeah. I was like, not today, CIA. <laughs> like, no. Oh, I gave you my phone number. That's enough. Although I did use a Google Voice number for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway, we've got a phone. Got a, not a phone. We got a phone number, but this is a voicemail. Okay. Someone called our phone number. <laughs> yes. Hey guys, it's Jacqueline calling. Uh, not going to talk about the election because I know that's all been played out. Uh, but I agree with uh, what John said. Where you know, with Canada, the United States, you know, there is just an invisible line dividing us. So I think we're all kind of 
on the same page with a lot of things, even though we can disagree on some things. But I think it's just important that we all just get along and uh, hold hands and say kumbaya and I'm not being sarcastic or facetious. I, I seriously mean that. I agree, but they say that now that they've won. It's easy to say that when you win. This is coming from the person who has like, trashed our president. Yeah. Yeah. But let's all get along now. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah. But you know what? I will get along now. Sure. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm going to be cool now. Yes. And I'm going to let my father in law put on all the not my president stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, some fact-checking about the episode, or I guess some answers to questions that were posed. Um, and I know you probably woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning after you recorded that, knowing the name of that Jason Statham movie. And of course, it was Crank. Yes, um, it was Crank. Which actually is one of the few Jason Statham movies I've seen, and I quite enjoyed. I thought it was pretty good. Quicksand is a non-Newtonian Fluid. Hates Newtonian. <laughs> Hates it. I, I know that uh, I was screaming that at the radio when I was listening, hoping that you would answer that, but. Yeah, quicksand is a non-Newtonian fluid. I've eaten a lot of Fig Newtons, and I don't know, and none of them have tasted like quicksand. Okay, so it is non-Newtonian. Right. Yes, there we go. Uh, just a quick story about quick story about that. Um, when I was out on one of my many adventures for work, uh, I was out with some other uh, officers that were fisheries officers, actually, and uh, I did step into some land that had recently been fallowed, been fallowed, and. Um, that can actually cause quicksand in some areas. So yeah, quicksand is a real thing. It's not as scary as it seems, but I did sink uh, up to my knees. And uh, the, the gentlemen that were with me uh, did help me out after about uh, three or four minutes of laughing and taking photos of me, uh, you know, up to my knees in, in quicksand. Uh, anyway, uh, again, great show this week. It is uh, tomorrow. Anyway, here is Remembrance Day in Canada and Veterans Day in uh, the state. So I uh, just want to say thank you to all of the people that have served in both countries because we are an allied country. And um, yeah, thank you for your service and thank you for letting us live in a country where I'm allowed to be a liberal socialist loudmouth and uh, I'm not going to go to jail or die for it. So, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> no, I echo her sentiments on Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, uh, we are afforded a lot of privileges because of a lot of people have put their lives on the lines for us and I'm forever thankful for mm-hmm. it. You know, and still do to this day defending our interest across the globe. So, there you go. Nice. But I'm excited to know that Jacqueline's had an encounter with quicksand. First person that I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. No. And glad that she lived to tell the tale. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad her little pith hat wasn't just floating on top of it. <laughs> like, yeah. yes. You know, like at all the movies. Yeah. Why do I not have one of those, by the way? You don't have one? I don't have. My grandfather, when I was little... He had a pith helmet that he yeah. used to wear when he was out in the garden. Yeah, maybe you and, need to get one. Well, I remember one day I found some like berries 
that were growing out in the woods, and I decided I was going to pick them. Have no idea what they were. I'm sure that had I eaten them, they would have probably been poisonous. Sure, but they ha- they left like a like this purplish like residue hmm. off everything. Like you didn't even have to squeeze it or squish it. You just touched it, and you got like yeah. stuff on you. <laughs> I built up this pith helmet full of them. <laughs> Made him so because <laughs> the inside was. I like, wore that out to the pea patch, tiny. <laughs> In the inside of his helmet, and I had it like I mean up to the brim. Sure, it was like this purplish color from then on. Yeah, even though we tried to hose it out. Yeah, it, no, it, it stayed, just stayed. to be that way. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, uh, John, I don't know about you, but I would love to thank our patrons. Okay. Each and every single one of them. But I would specifically, by name, like to thank those who donate at the 10 or above tier. They are Mr. J.D. Westfall, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Thomas Williams, The Dapper Man, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Chris Tipton, Ms. Jacqueline, Mick Will. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mick Will. <laughs> Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. <laughs> and introducing our newest $10 tier. Oh. Ms. Kara, I believe that's Wiscow. Wiscow. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, each and every one of she you, for donating a, to the show. She might get a pair of Crocs out of this, <laughs> you know? She might do it. I hope she does. Because at the end of this month, we're going to take all these people's names. Yeah. $5 patrons get one entry, $10 patrons get two, and $15 patrons get three. Yeah. And we are going to randomly pull out a name, and they are going to get $100 okay. of Crocs products Think about from it. Crocs.com. A Crocs and Glocks, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it starts popping off. Yeah. Crocs and Glock. Did you see that there was a, like a big what, march for Trump? In the oh, Capitol yeah. this past I, week. I didn't pay much attention to it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm fatigued on all of it. But yeah, I, I heard there were going to be one. And then I heard some people were getting beat up and stuff. Uh, I think I read that this morning. Or they got beat up. I don't know which Well, side. there were counter-protesters. And there. when there's protesters and counter-protesters get together, yeah, there's there usually going to be gonna, some fighting. <laughs> there's usually going to be some fighting. Yeah. I'm, I'm not opposed to fighting, though. You know, good, clean fight is fine. You know? But... Like a dual type situation where both parties agree. Yeah, like, hey, we yeah, are going to fight. We're going to fight. So let's I'm not do it. for anybody just like sucker you know, punching. And yeah, all exactly. That. Yeah, no, there are there are rules. I'm against sucker punching unless it's me, <laughs> and I only do it if I have good reason. <laughs> I avoid all fights. I'm too pretty to get in a fight. I can't. This face right here, I can't. Yeah. I don't. I, I can't put it in danger. Well, I guess that'll about do it for this show. You got yeah. anything? No, join the Patreon show we uh we're gonna record a whole another episode for our patrons that's right and not only will you get to enter in uh the chance to win a hundred dollars worth of crocs merch but you'll be able to hear more of this drivel <laughs> and uh who that's priceless in amount right, <laughs> right. there yeah got and an it, update to my mustache talk last week that i gave to that i'll give in the patron show mm-hmm. so uh you got anything would you like to Tease what's coming up in the extended show. We're going to revisit Tubin. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to nice. revisit Tubin. Yeah. What about you? You going to preview anything? We uh, BMW has this awesome super villain suit for okay. sale, and I'm going to ask if anybody wants to go in. Okay. And become a comic book villain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do it. All right. 
Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us. Whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are Earth Oddity Podcast at planetmail.net. Yeah. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. And we have some great show art. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. That's right. Uh, the best way to get in touch with us is probably our Discord. Link in the show notes. Yeah, join it. But we've also got a phone number. What's that phone number? It's 662 493 2059. That's 662-493-2059. Uh, we hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the French Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.